Welcome to the Barons Hideout Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. And I'm your co-host, Dean. And we'd like to let you know where you can find us. The best way to find our socials is on our link tree at the Barons Hideout, which has our Twitter, Instagram, and podcast links. And you can find me on Instagram at Dean of the Dead Hot Sauce, on Facebook under Dean Sharp, and also my website, www.deanofthedead.com. Lastly, if you wish to support us further, you can subscribe to our Patreon for $1 a month. Now, to the show. Dustin and joining us today is Dustin <laughs> again. It's another Dustin uh, from <laughs> Flicks and Friends. Uh, you guys would know him from the last time you were on when we did Screenbox Essential Picks. It was Antrim and 1031. Um, that was what three months ago? No, it couldn't have been. Mm, I've, it it could have been around. Yeah, maybe two to three months ago. Yeah. Damn, was it really that long ago? There's no. I think way. so because we we took a whole month off, so I didn't I didn't that do anything in between that. So. Yeah, that is very very true. Um, so we're gonna be doing something I haven't done in a long time is an actual movie review, not a five minute talk about a film very briefly, vaguely, and um, we'll tell you guys to go and watch it. We're actually gonna be reviewing Nightbreed, and this is a film that Dustin loves and he's like we got to do it so we carved it out some time we're gonna go do it i also like nightbreed um i got into it very late and we'll get into that later but before we start diving into all this other stuff uh, why don't you let everybody know about your show what you guys are doing and um yeah yeah man so like i said or like dustin said i'm dustin i'm <laughs> one third <laughs> it's like a fucking part in jurassic park where he goes hi john hi john Hi, John. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm one third of the Flicks and Friends podcast. We are a variety movie show. We just celebrated our one year anniversary, which is fucking tight. Hell yeah! And man. there's plenty more to come, dude. There's plenty more. We're we're cooking up a lot of stuff. Um, we're available on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. No, X. Yeah. Yeah. X. X. Oh, sorry. Give it to you. Sorry. <laughs> So sorry, but uh, all under Flicks and Friends podcast. And we do have a brand new Patreon, patreon.com slash Flicks and Friends, where I post the episodes early, exclusive content. And then I just started posting outtakes from shows because there's some shit that we say that's pretty funny that I feel bad deleting. So I just started making a an audio track of that and just posting it for everyone to enjoy outside of the show. Oh, yeah. And I do have to say, I know you guys just started out on Patreon, but just the first thing that that you know, you guys essentially like really dropped as a Patreon exclusive was the the tier lists, you know, their their top fives. Yeah. It was so fun to listen to and hear everybody's and I'm included in there. So thank you so much. Yeah. Um it's it's we made great. it fair. We spun we spun a wheel, we made it fair. Oh yeah. And I guess yeah. uh it, it had to just been me. It was just my, it, was it was just, just one name, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I think I, I think like twelve people participated. Hell yeah. So you were a fourth of what got picked. Yeah, it was it was great, and I, I want to hear more and, and and see what else you guys are doing. So go support them. Um, you know, I feel like especially 
nowadays with there's so many podcasts out there and it's sort of hard to really get your name out so when you set up a patreon it's always like one of those things it's like is it gonna pay off in the end are people actually gonna Mm -hmm. do it because i suffer from that too i'm like i don't know if it's gonna happen but if you have great content and you guys are doing things exclusively for there it's it's so worth it and please go support their show anyway even if you just listen to an episode of them all the links will be down below. Um, I'll, you guys are so funny. Like, I can I listen to you. <laughs> I can listen to you guys talk all day. Um, and I actually have. I've, I've did a whole marathon of listening to just your show one day, and I was like, "This is great." <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Yeah. I appreciate that, man. And uh, you know, having you on the first time, and you know, kind of getting to know you a little bit more, even though it was a really, really short time of doing that, but that was such a funny episode. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. And the picks that we had were so polar opposite. It was. It was great and uh we need to do that again i need to get you on for another essential picks um but we're here to talk about nightbreed and i'm super stoked to do it um so same here what made you want to talk about nightbreed man i this is the horror movie that catapulted me into horror i walked in on my parents watching this movie (laughs) at at six years old, dude, and all the the scene that is that lives rent free in my brain is when uh, Doctor Deckard is killing the 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 husband and wife in the oh, house, and the yeah. little the little kids watching from the balcony. That that scene is embedded. That and I always remembered this fucking guy right here with the crescent moon head. <laughs> the gates dude, over here, go, <laughs> dude, man. <laughs> Who speaks for him? Me. Let him speak. <laughs> this oh, dude, Clive Bart. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Hellraiser. It's it's not bad. It's just never been my thing. Sure. Um, the BDSM, the just the whole idea. I like the, the idea of him is cool. I just have never been. But I, every time I talk about Nightbreed, I always have to lead it with Clive Barker does other movies. Yeah, other exactly. than Hellraiser, dude. And this movie, man. Every single monster effect, when they're de- when they go down into the fucking depths, and there's shit, 30, 40 different monsters with different prosthetics. It is so impressive. It's like a superhero um, movie, is how I think of this. Sure. Yeah, man. But no, this this is the movie that got me into horror. Yeah, this is like when you talk about horror and fantasy, this is like the quintessential like horror fantasy film. Because mm-hmm. there's so many things going on in the story. And there's also like three different cuts. You got like the, the theatrical, then you got the director's cut, which is what's on every streaming service right now. Mm-hmm. And on Screenbox. Um, and then you think on YouTube, they have the Cabal cut, which is like three and a half hours or something. A bunch of uncut stuff. Yeah. So like if you are a diehard Nightbreed fan, I'm sure you've watched it. I have. Um, mm-hmm. Just to you know, see what was missing and what was cut out and whatnot. Um, and this is also based off of Cabal, which was the book that Clive Barker wrote. Because mm-hmm. those of you who don't know, he's also an, an author. Pretty much all his movies are based off of. He kind of goes and just puts them onto screen, um, which you don't really see that too much now. The only time you really see that is with Stephen King books. You don't see other people really adapting their books to screen anymore. Um, it used to be super popular. I don't know why mm-hmm. that's not really a thing anymore. Harry Potter. That that's like the only <laughs> thing <laughs> though. Like what, what outside happened. of that and like Lord of the Rings, like what else is Game, being... of, Game of Thrones? 
yeah. It's always like these fucking fantasy things, though, you know? Yeah, um, I, yeah, but that's that's. I feel like that's where people are bashful about it is because they they, they just can't be executed like it did. Yeah, you know, like look at uh, well, it the theatrical releases. Yeah, the, yeah. Okay. The first the first half was pretty tight, and then the second half, lackluster, yeah. man. But it told one cohesive story. Yeah. So I feel I feel like it's 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 almost like they they don't believe in it anymore. Yeah. You know, which which sucks because there are some really good books that could be turned into really good movies. Oh yeah, there really really are. Um, but we have this one that this is. I always like if I talk about this film with somebody. For me, it's always been the kind of like a, a mind fuck film because there's so many things being thrown at you like where am i right now like you feel delusional mm-hmm. at points because you're like where are we in the story who's alive who's dead wait are they alive are they dead you always have this like question going on and you know like you were saying earlier there's so many of these these night breeds that you get so like engulfed into their world and you want more and then when you start going down and you see all like the um the the rejects essentially the ones that are like locked up they're like we don't let them out because of blah 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 and then you see yeah. their god and you're like oh okay so there's a lot of stuff going on in this film like literally underground and <laughs> there's so many things beneath the surface but it's a, it's a great great film and if you haven't seen this i i don't know what you're doing <laughs> i really don't yeah um so um, you were saying that you uh, before we had we started recording that there was one scene that you know was in your in your mind. Actually, no, you did say that you did say the kids and the, yeah. and the family. That one definitely got me too, especially being like a parent um, mm-hmm. and seeing that the child right there and he's crying. Like you can see the tear going down his face, and you're like, "This is awful. It's so yeah. so bad." And you're like, "They're gonna show him killing the kid." Um, you don't see that. Um, yeah. Part of me kind of wanted to see it in a sick way, just to see how fucked up they could get. But I'm like, I don't. They would. They would not want to push that boundaries. I don't think. But there's a lot of really cool things um, that happen. And the thing that always drives me insane is like, you get the doctor. You know, you get, you get Deckard, who's pretty much taking care of um, Boone, um, Aaron Boone, who's like the main character. And you don't mm-hmm. really get like a whole bunch of backstory on him, but it kind of unfolds later on. And then you piece together that this doctor is essentially using like these dreams or visions to paint Boone as like a criminal so he could go and fulfill essentially like his fantasy of killing people. It's how I've yeah. always interpreted it. And then it's like, that's so fucked up. What if that happened in real life? You have like a therapist or a psychiatrist who's like listening to you, like saying, Oh, I had these like really bad dreams. And then you wake up and you see a newspaper of, of somebody being slaughtered. And you're like, I dreamt of that. And then you see all these pictures that your psychiatrist is showing you. It's like, there's no way I did that. Like you're going insane. Like that just, that's the one thing in this film that is so fucked up <laughs> yeah yeah you you put your trust in someone like that for them to prescribe you he didn't even prescribe in that you know it's one of those things that i've never again it was the early 90s but he's like here take these yeah and he just fucking fine. takes them yeah no big deal no it's a big deal because he fucking can't even he can't even walk straight dude and then i love how the whole movie decker's just like boone is the scapegoat like yeah for sure up up until 
the the final battle, Boone is continuously the scapegoat. And that's how he's able to get away with all this shit because he had, like you said, he has on file, on tape, that he's describing these murders and these yeah. monsters and these events to him. He's like, do you want me to fucking play him? I'll play him. And he goes, no, I don't want you to play him. Yeah. And then like, no, he, no, 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 no. <laughs> and the one I forgot, I rewatched it last night and today. And I, the one thing I kind of, I don't say I forgot, but I looked past is I thought Midian would have been more hidden, not the yeah, name not... of the cemetery. I was thinking you know, the same thing. It's like, how does nobody know of this place other than this one old guy at like a gas station know about yeah. this place? Like, what? Like, especially if they want to be hidden and they're like, oh, we can't go out in the light and all this other stuff. Like, um, we have to stay hidden. No one can know about us. You guys are in a fucking cemetery. Like, literally, like, it is kind of like in the middle of nowhere, but you can see it's like attached to like almost like a highway system. Like you can you can see it right there, like what the off fuck? the beaten path. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah, but I mean, I think my favorite. I have two favorite guys in this whole last movie, dude. And one is the the the, the guy that carves his face in the hospital. Oh that, yeah, that Boone meets, and I love. He just he, a lot of times he just looks to me looks like Chop Top. Yeah, you know, yeah. he has like the he has the Bill Mosley face. And then my second favorite dude is the fucking the big guy that has the snakes that come out of his stomach at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. I <laughs> love so that weird. guy, dude. I love that guy, man. He is so tight. It's very simple design, but it's so effective. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh man, if I were to pick mine, there's so many. Like I like I said earlier, it's like a superhero movie. It's like who's your favorite? Mm-hmm. Who who would you mm-hmm. want with you? Um I've always liked. I think it's it's Ashbury is the guy with the uh, the snakes, the the red guy, the so one that bites Spoon. Yeah, the one who bites him. He's he's cool because he's like rogue. He doesn't give a shit, like whatever, and he just has that that look to him. He doesn't care, and, and it would probably be the the porcupine girl, just because of yeah, how insane dude. that makeup is. Like being in mm-hmm. that suit. And mm-hmm. like, she still looks sexy and all this other stuff. It's like she like gets people over there so she can kill them. It's yeah. like, what the hell? So those are probably my two. I know everybody's like, oh, those ones are so, you know, cliche. Already picks those. They're like on the cover, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. There's like, there's so many. And I'm sure think, like, you know, if I keep watching it over and over, I'll, I'll have new ones that I like. But I, don't I know. think you only see the porcupine girl. She only has two scenes. Like there, you you meet her and then. She, you know, she shows her porcupine tids and yeah, yeah. and then that cop gets got, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But dude, Dr. Decker, like I love Cron- Cronenberg, you yeah. know what I mean? Great actor and director. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he got he got killed by the Nightbreed and killed by Jason Voorhees. Yeah. You know, so but I his mask, dude, is probably in my top three favorite horror masks of all time. And it's just it's it's simple. It's the button eyes and that fucking offset zipper. Yeah, I love that that how it's just it doesn't look natural. Yeah, and that's what it's it's almost like a Slipknot mask, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was always thinking too, like, out of all the things he could have picked to wear, why is it this mask? Like, I don't know if that was ever explained. Like, if it's just part of his psyche and that's how he views himself, maybe as this figure, like faceless figure it can be whatever he wants mm-hmm. like i don't know if that's what it is or i 
I don't know because it's such a bizarre thing to create. It's like you could have made anything. Well, he, I, I feel like what what would have it is effective, but what could have been more effective is when Boone is in his office and he gives him the medicine. When Cronenberg's sitting at his desk, like to his left, there's like a whole fucking mural of masks yeah. that are there. Like, it's all porcelain. I'm like, if he would have put one of those on each different time. Yeah, we would have that's but but then again, it would have created it, it would have taken away the illusion of we're supposed to guess who this person is. Yeah, type of thing. And I feel like we learned who he was a little too early. Yeah, or, I feel that. or the movie is just a little too long. It, yeah. It's a weird balance, you know? Yeah, because the first time like he's always carrying around the suitcase and like you kind of yeah. have like this intuition before like the the first kill when when it's in the family home i think we seen him with a suitcase at that point so you're already kind of putting these together like uh, is it is it him but then you're like no it can't be and then it's the the hospital scene i think after he gets like his med- medication and um boone's in the hospital because he almost gets actually does get hit by a truck doesn't he we kind of get that a uh, at the hospital, he is, he run, he jumps out the window. Yeah, so we get or, or that. someone someone takes him from the window. Yeah, and we... they say, "Oh, someone took the body." <laughs> that, that was really <laughs> yeah. Like, who the fuck would go and jump through a window to get a body? But yeah. we, we find out it was actually you know it was essentially Boone coming back to life. Um, yeah, but yeah, we definitely learn Decker very early, in my opinion. I I wanted to have like the oh who's doing it, you know, type thing, but there wasn't really a lot of characters in the beginning that you would think that it oh it could be this guy or it could be this guy or it is Boone, you no. Know? So they didn't really give you a whole lot of options to kind of guess. And maybe it was their intention to let you know Possibly. who it was early. Possibly, um, like it was just. You had, yeah, you're you're right. You didn't have enough time to meet all different types of people. You because they made you focus on Doctor Decker, Boone, and Boone's girlfriend. Yeah, those are the only three. And then the the FBI agent, yeah. which every time I, every time I see him, dude, I always think of Episode One because he's one of the the generals in that that lead Qui Gon and Obi Wan around. Really? Oh shit! I had to yeah. go back and check that out. Uh, you don't have to. Episode one is the fucking worst out of yeah, all. Yeah, I gotta do it for that though. I gotta do it for that. Yeah, just, just to I'm give like, it some watch time. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, I when um Boone like when Boone dies, you know, he gets gun, he gets fucking gunned down because Decker, you know, you know, call, so you know, cries wolf, dude. And then the, the FBI agent's like, "Where's his gun?" He goes, "Oh." He was just reaching into his jacket. I'm like, you son of a bitch. That's some like really shitty cops, though. As soon as you hear he has a gun, you mm-hmm. immediately, I mean, you hear the guy saying, don't fire, don't fire. But no, every single cop there is like 20 of them. They're all mm-hmm. laying down. No one's listening to anybody like that. Yeah. That sucks, man. I also think that might have to do with the fact that they were briefed on what they think Boone was doing. Yeah, being the serial killer, essentially. He showed them all the pictures. That obviously, yeah. Decker took himself because he's the one that did all of them. Um, <laughs> Where did you get these pictures from? You? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, my he goes, God. Here, take two of these and you'll remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and what was great, though, is like... Uh, when Boone's girlfriend was with her friend at the bar, dude, and then some, uh, was it Jeff? I think is what he called himself. 
But old I think Dagger so, got yeah. No, Gary. I think it was Gary. Something was like it that. Jeff? But... I don't know. It's one of those. Decker got his dick wet and you know, just he fucking laid down the pipe on her because she remembered him. Oh, because... yeah. And <laughs> and the car he drove. <laughs> showed up the next day. It's like, what are you doing here? We're at this weird cemetery. I'm with a uh, someone who I met last night too. Like Yeah. Oh, what the... But um and she, and she gets got. Yeah, this there's so many events in this film that it's like, which ones do we highlight the most? Like, you know, we obviously have the the cops showing up there and everybody getting blown away and people dying. But we also get, you know, the guy that we were both like, where we know Doug Bradley's in this film, but where is he? And then yeah. we find out it's the essentially the leader of all the Nightbreed guys. And we're like, What what? I didn't <laughs> He has hair. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of prosthetic. Yeah. <laughs> like way more than Pinhead. Pinhead's just pins in the head, essentially. And this Pinhead. one is like, he's got like this weird, I mean, he's got like open wounds, but also like gills on his face. It's like, what? I don't understand what he's supposed to, man, it's so weird. And I feel like out of all of the Nightbreed like, I feel like Boone was, I, I, I get it, he had to act and shit, but it's like, I feel like it was the laziest out of them, Be- <laughs> only only comparing it to everything else we get to see. Yeah. You know, it, I wish he had just, something other than his face changed, you know, like, yes, that, we're gonna, but it's just, it's a nitpick. Like, his face changes and we're going to put on, like, tattoos, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> essentially. Dude, give, give him some fucking tribal, you know, and. Yeah. Like I want to know. The, it was the '90s. Yeah, that that is true. Yeah. I I do want to know. Like maybe in the book, I'll have to go read the book. But I want to know, like, what creates the way that they look? You know, like because they're like all... what chooses what yeah. chooses their appearance. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like we kind of like get this glimpse in the past when they bring down Boone's girlfriend, and she or is it Boone that sees it? I get confused because there's so many events that happen. One of them gets like taken um, to like the past where Nightbreed were more among the people, but they're also being slaughtered. So you get like this this overview of like a of a war yeah. going on essentially. Yeah, and you see a lot of different ones there. But I wish they would also kind of go over like we're in hiding now, but this is what determines what you would be. And I was also kind of getting like the inclination that. The only way you turn into a nightbreed is if you're a bad person. Um, it sounds like you have to kill someone and then get bitten. Yeah, it's that's what it. Well, that's what we were led to assume because we see it twice. Yeah, uh, yeah, because we get the guy in the hospital who cuts off his fucking scalp, which mm-hmm. is badass. But also, yeah. like, why? <laughs> why is yeah. that what you want to look like when you come back? And then Boone, he gets killed, but he's bitten. The same day that he was killed, right? He was bit. He was bitten first, and ran out of the cemetery, then got gunned down. Yeah, and then he gets resurrected or stolen or whatever you want to fill in the blank <laughs> there. <laughs> I'm gonna and say resurrected because that sounds better. And then he uh, does it to his girlfriend at the end of the movie. She stabs yeah. herself. Yeah. So. so it's like a love story mixed in with a uh, what the fuck is going on with fantasy and horror mystery. There's, there's like I don't know how to label this like i guess fantasy horror is the easiest way to go about but when you start diving into everything else like you got kind of like the mystery you got you know um a little bit of a drama going on there but that also ties in with the horror and then 
I don't know. Is this so? Yeah, it's not. So it's not necessarily. It's not necessarily a traditional slasher, but that's what they want Doctor Decker to be. Yeah. But they also want like the monster aspect with the Nightbreed. So. Yeah. It's it's like, and then there's all of the religion shit in it, you know. And so a it's lot. almost like three, three different types of horror movies in one. Yeah. You know, and, and Clive Barker's really good at doing that. Yeah, he is. Um. I mean, we get, we do get that in like Hellraiser too. Like, does you know got like the whole mythological creatures that come back and whatnot? And then you have Leviathan. these ones. <laughs> you yeah. got these ones who are actually like praising a god that is, I guess, still alive in some capacity, but hooked up to like a machine and all this other shit. Um, I feel like making the sets for this film were probably fun, but also very hectic. Is there oh, I bet. so much going on and the it's a very like stunning movie to look at it's very visual very very visual and i love that and even mm-hmm. like any like art that people create for this film whether it's like fan art or like just pictures of certain like night breed it's always super colorful and some reason always like a dark blue or purple um which i i like i like those colors a lot it's definitely something that everybody should go and check out if you haven't there's, yeah there's so much in this like if you were to pick your top i don't know top three moments excluding the one that is embedded into your brain what would <laughs> yeah. you what would you pick like these are the ones that um, will make you want to watch this film i <sighs> When the dude scalps himself, for sure. I love his reveal. Yeah, like yeah. he's oh he's he's doing he's doing that to prove his worth. Yeah, you know he's like, like he's like I I can prove that I belong here. Let me do this. Um, I dude I love when the doc when they beat the shit out of Boone and then they take him into the holding cell. Oh yeah, and, like, and then the doc the doctor walks in and fucking you know you know, tries to get his pulse and he goes, the man's dead. Then they enter, they, they dead stop the press conference that the, the, uh, the sheriff is having. Cause he's like, isn't that the same boon that was just shot down a couple days ago? And he's like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then you get, um, old mistress of the smoke coming in there with her tits out, <laughs> making, making out with this dude, you know, and he fucking got, got, yeah. You know, and then I love the uh when when the FBI agent just puts everything together and realizes Decker's the one that's been doing it. Yeah. And then he unfortunately doesn't get too far either. Yeah. So yeah. What about it's... you, man? Dude, there's so many. Like the cell scene when I when I think of this film, this the whole like precinct cell scene like really is embedded in my mind, especially with the uh, the priest <laughs> like next door oh, yeah, and, and he's like he's like clenching and he's bleeding he's, he has like his the rosemary there and he's like oh fuck and he realized like he's like not really all put together he's mm-hmm. like really fucked up too so that's definitely a scene for me and the um the also with the the child left out in the sun and yeah. and then Boone's girlfriend has to go and save and they have like this like I don't want to fucking touch this thing so you mm-hmm. kind of see what happens when they are like in sunlight they can like explode turn into like we- like even more fucked up versions of themselves um, de evolve yeah it's like <laughs> what's going on here um so uh-huh. that th- that's another one and just because it's kind of funny uh, is the um 
the scene where the gas station attendant and Decker are like together. Oh, he's yeah. wrapped up in like the Christmas lights. Christmas lights, yeah. <laughs> like, he's what? poking him with the knife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so those yeah. are those are probably mine, just because they're like, like what this this a fil- it's a film that literally has everything for anybody because it's so yeah. it's so batshit. Um, you got a girl who dropped like her fucking toaster strudel or whatever on the floor. And she's instead of picking all of it up, she takes like quarter at a time. Yeah. And then she starts eating it off the floor, dude. I'm like, what is what the fuck, dude? Yeah. But it's so good, man. And that's another part. The uh the dude who has the Frenchie, the whole or the the Oh yeah, the guy the with the um dog. the um the lay on. Yeah, and yeah. He gets grabbed out of the sarcophagus by the cops and explodes and they're like yeah. What just happened? You know? Yeah, they're all just like st- staring at like, <laughs> like three of them just three of them just book it. They're like, all right, that's enough for me. <laughs> they leave. Yeah, yeah. The, the whole final showdown is amazing. It's so. Mm-hmm. It's like, I wish like superhero movies got that violent where people are actually like exploding and there's blood and guts everywhere. That's that's mm-hmm. what I think of. Like, it's where the, it, things should have evolved. Um, like this isn't obviously a superhero movie, but I only say it because once again, there's so many characters and everybody has like a superpower. It's like the X Men. It's like Clive Barker's own X Men, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can't go out and in, into the sun, or if they do, but wait, no, Boone goes out during the sunlight and he doesn't really get affected. He wears sunglasses. That's... I don't <laughs> He might have SPF 100 on. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, but I, I wonder, I mean, it's not like he isn't like full night breed because he's drinking the blood and he's changed twice already. So yeah, I wonder, I wonder if he, they call it my uh, fucking blade reference, but they call him the Daywalker. Yeah. You know, because he's part of this prophecy that, uh, the dude with the snakes in the head, yeah, he's like he's like all rough and tough, and he goes, "Well, I only had to be that way because I wanted to make sure the prophecy was coming true." It's like, so no, no, if... you're just trying to you know get yourself out of shit, there, guy. You knew you were doing things that were yeah. not against uh, that were against the law because they say like they have their own law down there. Yeah, so I wonder if Boone is almost an exception. Yeah. You know, like he he can walk up because apparently they did at one point, right? They walked among. Yeah, humans. they did until they started getting like suppressed and and whatnot, and having to yeah. essentially be cellar dwellers. Yeah, and I wonder where do the kids come? Like, do they have monster kids? I was thinking that too, because the mom, mm-hmm. you know, what, what I was talking about before, like, were mm-hmm. were they like transformed into like was she a kid and like somehow died and like she, or maybe her mom? This is like fucked up, but who knows? Maybe her mom like killed her and then herself. And then they kind, think, kind of came back. I'm, I'm thinking like a... Mistress of the Smoke likes to walk around without any clothes on, dude. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> who, who knows? Who, who knows where that child, that that cat child came from? Yeah, it is very true. I don't yeah. know. Like, there's a lot of mystery now. I want to read the book now to see if there's more in it because I it... I haven't read Cabal. I imagine that he fills in a lot. Um, also, I need to go and rewatch. The cabal cut. I don't think they explain anything else further on that. It's just a lot of other scenes that were just deleted, essentially. Um, yeah. Because this movie did go through like editing hell, um, and I, th- I did find notes on it, but that was such a long time ago. I don't know if IMDb or Rotten Tomato has it. 
Um, let me quickly look. The reason I bring up the kids, have you seen a movie called Digging Up the Marrow? It's an Adam Green, uh, Alex Pardee. Alex Pardee is an artist, and I'm sure you've seen his art around. I'll, I'll send yeah, I, from yeah, to I, you. No, I know who he is. Yes, I know who Adam Green is, too. Maybe? It's Maybe. a found footage movie of this society that lives underground, and what how it becomes inhabited is like, say, your kid is born with a deformity. Mm-hmm. You take that kid, and it, you, you let it go live with the marrow type okay. of thing like it's but it's but it's Ale- a lot of the monsters you see is like alex party's art come to life okay which okay. That, that's just what made me think of where the kids come from because in that movie the, the kids are brought there so i wonder if that's the same thing with the nightbreed maybe hmm. a lot of a lot of possibilities who knows yeah it's crazy and also do like do they age that's another thing because they are technically dead but no, because like, his girlfriend makes a comment about that. Like, you know, at the end, like she wants to go with him and he's like, I can't. And he goes, I'll come back. You know, I'll always be here. She goes, well, what happens when I'm 90 and you look the same? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And yeah. she's like, well, I guess I'm going to be part of you now. <laughs> you have no fucking Yeet! choice. <laughs> Just fucking stab. <laughs> like, you know, what she the fucking... hell, man? Don't put that on him. Like, that's, that's fucked. But um, yeah, yeah, I wonder what her night breed would look like. Yeah. Because I wonder if she would have like tribal tattoos like him. Yeah, because she obviously didn't really kill anybody, and she was she was a singer. So I don't know. Would they do something yeah. with maybe her vocal cords? Would she have like I don't know, giant like speakers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she would. I don't know, man. It, it would be extreme. Like, yeah, she'd probably have, like a microphone out of her fucking forehead. You know? Oh my god! Speaking like to that. this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. But yeah. She has two fucking auxiliary cords that she oh plugs into Yeah, ears. it's like the snake guy, but instead of in the stomach, it's in the neck. <laughs> yeah. It looks like Frankenstein bolts. Oh. But this movie is so fucking tight, dude. I love the prosthetics. And it's everything is so abstract in it. That's what you were talking about earlier with the color, the color Yeah, palace, yeah. Is how the light bounces off of the demon you're talking about. Because he's red, he looks purple a lot. Yeah. And you know, the moon guy, he's, you know, and down below there's a lot of blues and shit. I love how abstract the the lighting and the cinematography and all the shit is in this movie. And I this agree. Thing, I just can't get over how great the prosthetics look. Yeah, and it's a um, movie that still holds up really really well. Um mm-hmm. Usually when I go and like watch films from like the 80s or even like the early 90s and if there's like a higher um like a 4K version or whatever, maybe even like a 1080 um, version mm-hmm. of a film, um, you know, sometimes it will be really washed out, grainy, gross. But this one, it's so sharp and beautiful to look mm-hmm. at. I, Clive Barker, he just has like a vision for how he wants his films to look. Um, yeah. And uh, that must be like the first step with him. It's like, okay, it's an ambitious project, but it needs to look this way. This is how I envisioned it when I was writing it. Or whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a very pretty movie to look at. A lot of fucked up things that happen along the way, but it's all very fun, super duper fun. Yeah, yeah. And are you familiar with anything else Clive Barker has done other than this and Hellraiser? Uh, I mean, he essentially, you know, Candyman, because that's based off of a of his, a one sh- of his book. 
Sure. Yep. Um, I have read some of his other books. Um, films, probably. So um, I know you. I know you stream, and he has it. He had a game come out for the 360 called Jericho. And uh, it's you are it's part of a team of five people that go to this planet, and on that planet is bullshit like this movie. Huh. Like like you each each player like each five players have a different type of power set, but um you it's it plays from beginning to end like a movie, but you're playing it as a video game, dude, and it is fucking rad. I'm gonna have to check that I'll out. Send, I'll send I'll send you some links and stuff for that. I feel like I've I've heard of the game, but mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever played it. Shit, I'm gonna have to fucking download that now. I'm sure I can get that on my Xbox. Yeah. Wow. I want to interact with things like this in video game form and build a relationship and stuff. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, man. Let's do what it. Talk about. Five Barker. He's just, he's great. And he, he writes a lot. I know um, I listen to Mick Garris's podcast a lot and um, he had Clive on, I think it maybe it was last year and they were talking about him doing a TV show of about a lot of his stories that he, that he was writing and I don't know if that's happening still. I think it was supposed to be on HBO, maybe. Uh, I got to look into that because I, I want more of what's in that guy's mind on screen. Could you imagine it being like the Cabinet of Curiosities? Like, I think it would be a lot darker, honestly. Well, uh, I mean, like, give me like a 40, 40 minute episode. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, I want it. I want it longer. I want them like two hour long episodes. I want full movies, oh, man. I'm okay with forty minutes. Oh no, you know no, how, you I, know how I am with anthologies. It. I love <laughs> anthologies. So I mean, you know, I mean, it. He can. I he can. I can guarantee you, he can tell a story and from A to B in forty minutes and make it compelling. Yeah. And just just th- just thinking about everything he could intertwine. Um, because luckily, like he was sick for a very long time, right? Like yeah. he. He what did he have? He he beat something. Um, I know he was sick, but I don't remember um what it was. I don't want to look. Uh, he beat it and better now, I guess, because he's still around. So which is yeah. tight, and that's something he could do, you know. And I yeah, I would definitely want an anthology style of like creep show, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Give me that, but Clive Barker. Yeah, I want to see like. I want to see a Nightbreed movie of it back in when they were more around, you know, how they weren't so suppressed. I want to see what that world was like, kind of like, you know, how um, Evil Dead did, like, Army of Darkness type things, going way back when and seeing, like, all that shit. I want to see medieval Nightbreed. <laughs> I think that okay, would be super yeah. duper cool, um, kind of going through, like, the different times and whatnot and seeing how they were. Because, like, the setting that they are in here, it's a cemetery, okay, kind of cliche, whatever, you know, and like the outcasts are over here in the cemetery because no one's going to go over there and look, blah, 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 blah. But I want to see them, like, thriving. I want to see them out and about and interacting and, and not being killed. <laughs> out, in the, out in the fucking supermarket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that would be dating, super cool. Speed dating with Nightbreed. Hell yeah, dude. Like... <laughs> What I think would be cool is if Dr. Decker didn't kill that kid. If he didn't kill that kid and took him under his wing. And then we get a movie later of this kid continuing the Dr. Decker mantle. 
Would he have the same mask? Maybe it might be buried under a house for 30 years and he goes and digs it up like Michael Myers did in that one movie. But, um, <laughs> yeah. or he comes up with his own. I don't know. He, there's plenty yeah. of slipknot masks out there. You yeah, know? exactly. Exactly. But either, but it, ha- it would have to be something familiar mm. for it to, for it to tie in with Dr. Decker, you know? So maybe the same mask, uh, kind of like, uh, the, the fucking, the collector. Okay, His mask okay. Kind yep. kind of looks like that, you know? Yeah, and, yep, yep, yep. Um wearing the suit and pants would be a thing, you know, because that's what Dr. Decker did, you know. Yeah, and his like uh, table of knives. That was a yeah. pretty cool shot. Seeing all his different like tools that he had. I'm like, this guy's mm-hmm. sick. But I like his yeah. collection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Like he's got his own man cave of just deadly weapons. Like, hmm, what am I gonna use next? <laughs> it's fucking you, insane. You don't? <laughs> no. you don't uh, here hold on <laughs> um, your own bat cave or just knives and, <laughs> and like all your trophies and shit and all the pictures hanging up on the wall i don't think the deck cave rolls off the tongue <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah this yeah. is definitely a crazy film man like i'm trying That's to it. think if there's anything else that like really stands out but what what would have made it even better would have been a soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel mean, like that... Danny Elfman did do the music for this. Of course, he did this, the score. I mean, the scoring, yeah. sure. But I I wanted some fucking, you know, I don't want to say docking, but like. Yeah, yeah, I know what you some, mean. There's some striper in there or something, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that definitely. I think it's because it was like, this was, when was this? 1990. 1990. So it was like right on that that cusp of like. Are we still gonna be doing that? You know, because like obviously we had it all through the eighties, and there were you sure. know a couple in in the nineties, but I don't know. That would have been really really cool if someone can make me a playlist of songs you think would have been in this film. I would love to check that out. So, uh, yeah, look up character names, try and uh, look at their appearance, and see if there's anything that we can remotely. That isn't all Nirvana shit. Yeah, know? exactly. So <laughs> go ahead and uh, put that in the comments if you guys want to create it because Dustin and myself would love to check that out and maybe I'll have it playing while I'm watching. Um, yeah. uh, that that would be really cool if every single person like had their own theme. <laughs> right? <laughs> that would be oh, so, dude, I... so cool. Man, that'd be fucking tight. I feel like a lot of people would probably pick Rob Zombie songs for this to be honest <laughs> yeah that's it yeah we'd get a ton of white zombie yeah it's all would be is fucking more human than human and thunder- <laughs> everybody's theme is more human than human <laughs> exactly there it everybody's is <laughs> and when it's just like a different band covering it <laughs> yeah dude oh yeah i want to hear bands cover more human than human like give me like a fucking alice in chains cover <laughs> Or like, you know, Soundgarden. Soundgarden playing more human than human, dude. Would, or Soundgarden, that would be Boone's one. That would be that would be uh, his I think Boone more would have human. Rage Against the Machine. Oh yeah, that would be his more human than yeah. human cover. Well, let's have a bunch of people put like AI, or, like people just making AIs cover it in this type of band style. <laughs> just make a playlist of that. I, I yeah, dig um, it. I dig it. Fuck that would you, be... won't do what you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, killing in the name of. There we go. Yeah. Wow. All right. So I do want to go to Rotten Tomatoes. Have you okay. looked at the scores on this at all? 
Nothing. Kept it, right, I kept so, it a, a mystery for me. Okay, so what do you think the tomato meter, which is the critic score, what do you think they scored to that? 54. You're close. It has 33 reviews, and it's sitting at 48%. Okay. I can kind of see why critics would probably not like this because of whether it being the multiple cuts of the film or it just being too long or it's maybe the body body horror. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Usually if it's a film, that's like a lot to digest. Critics are like, fuck that. I need something straight, straight to the point. Yeah. Um, So I can understand why they have that. Um, What do you think the audience score is at? This is um, 10,000 plus ratings. 76. 60%. Oh, it's above average. Yeah. Um, I think it's definitely a cult. It's definitely a cult movie, you know. Yeah, because when people think Clive Barker like Hellraiser, yeah, or and in some extent, you know, um, Candyman. um, Yeah. But yeah, this is definitely like the the middle of the road, I think. Because like I said, it was a while since I uh, I found this out. I think I watched it on Shutter. I think that's the place I first place I watched it on. I was like, what Mm. is this? And it had director's cut attached, so I'm like, I gotta check it out. If it's a director's cut, I mean, come on, like, let's yeah. see what this is about. And then I saw, I was like, oh, it's Clive Barker. I was like, hmm, how crazy this is gonna be? I know Hellraiser, um, and I was pleasantly surprised of how different <laughs> it was because I was expecting a Hellraiser clone, essentially. Yeah, I want to say it was different because he wrote and directed it, because he didn't do that with Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah, he did. He obviously did a book, he did the screenplay, and he directed and used it. Let me see. Go to IMDb. Trusty IMDb. Uh, God damn it. Now I can only think of just different variations of more human than human. <laughs> uh, no, he did not produce it, but he did write and direct it. Okay. Did he edit any of it? No. That's... Man. I don't know how... How he did all of that, because this is such a that shit film i always have to think what is it like being in his, in this person's mind like obviously yeah he wrote the book but then having to like rewrite it for screen to, to, kind to, of, a, to adapt it yeah yeah i know stephen king has done that for some of his adaptations for for directors and whatnot but it's like how can you tweak your own mind make it for the screen without essentially ruining what you're saying in your own story no, I always find that so intriguing. Yeah, I wonder how different it is from the book, though. So now I kind of want to check the book out, too. I'll have to see if there's an audio book. That's probably what I'm going to do and check yeah. it out. Um, yeah, this is... It's, it's just a film that you need to go and watch. Like, put it on your list. If you're, if you're on Shutter, I'm pretty sure it's still on Shutter. If you're on Screenbox, it's on Screenbox, and you can rent it, um, buy it anywhere. It's definitely a must-see film, whether it be... If you can find a theatrical cut, which I highly say don't watch that one because there's so much cut out yeah. the director's cut is the way to go and if you really really like the film and you want more then go watch the cabal cut on on youtube i'll, I'll find the link for it and put it down below as well i want to i want to say because they they came out with a cabal cut on blu-ray shout factory did they um, did I, i'm oh, pretty shit. sure they put out the regular because i remember when it came out dude they had the regular one then they had the Cabal Cut, because the Cabal Cut came in like a, a box. Oh, shit. And then they just released a 4K of it uh, not too long ago. 
Oh and my I, god, is that still I, I available? I'm I'm looking this up right now. I don't know if that has the cabal cut on it, but it is available on disc. All right, I'm, the, I'm looking this I'm, up I know the, right the, now. I'm pretty sure the cabal cut has a blue cover. That's because I used to work at a movie store, like me and Sean from the show. We worked at a store called Movie Stop together, and you know that's a good six years of my life. I, I was the fucking movie clerk, you know. <laughs> so getting to see all these movies and all that shit, but I'm pretty sure there's a cabal cut on Blu-ray. Um, they have Nightbreed Collector's Edition. I don't know what is this consist of though. It's not telling me. Oh wait, wait. So theatrical cut. I don't want the theatrical cut. Come on, who the fuck wants that? And then yeah, it's just it's just the combined theatrical cut, and it looks like the director's cut with some bonus features. But I don't see anything about like a ball cut. That's kind of dis yeah. disappointing. I'm sure you could find it on eBay if you really really want it. I'm sure that's, somebody. That's where I'm it. looking right now. Yeah. Um. Oh wait. Oh yeah, someone is selling it on eBay for almost four hundred dollars. Um, Nightbreed the Cabal Cut Blu-ray with slipcase, rare, rare cover. That is a really, really nice let me looking. See, let me see it. Um. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's so sick. So that must have been super limited print. Mm -hmm. Um. Because uh, this is another movie I think it has like so many different like right situations like for each cut. Like obviously if you had a theatrical cut, someone else probably owns that. If you had a director's cut, someone else owns that. And the Cabal cut I think was a fan, fan made one. I think someone found or like over the years they were able to gather all the cuts that were out and able to kind of piece it back together. Um, I think that's what happened. This With films like this, it's so hard to keep track of all the like the paper trail what's going on with it um, especially if it's like heavily edited because you never know who touched it when and where and why and it's like oh, it's such a huge headache um, and i bet you you could find that cabal cut at any horror con you go to oh probably probably easily yeah or just ask somebody i'm sure they know it's like hey you know where i can <laughs> what find do you this? need stranger <laughs> 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 And he's just got like yeah. ten cabal cuts, and they're all four hundred dollars a piece. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> do you want it? <laughs> yeah. That's all my what convention you, money. Well, what do you, what do you say? <laughs> and you get it, and, it, and the disc isn't even in there. It's just a cover. Uh, it's just a, oh yeah, like like Disney's doing right now with WandaVision. Oh that yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Oh, man. But no, I just got uh, the class con I went to. I got Trick or Treat on Blu-ray. Trick or Treat. Oh, yeah. With Sammy Kerr on Blu-ray. That's awesome. Yep. I actually, um, I'm friends with um, someone else who, who runs a podcast, and one of his hosts, they're actually bringing um, Trick or Treat to 4K this year. I'm sure you've probably seen posts. Oh my, uh, yeah the 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 synapse. Yep, release. synapse yeah. and um, red shirt pictures. I think so. Red shirt that's is so the one that tight. that's with uh with my friend, and I'm super super excited for that. Um, because it's definitely that's another film that doesn't get a lot of love because people aren't able to get it easily i mean you could yeah you could go online and see if you can get a get a copy of it but usually it's like bootleg because i ordered one offline and it's it was like maybe 40 bucks and it looked legit and everything and i, and I brought it and it was just a rip and i was like what the fuck is this shit um yeah. 
it's not streaming anywhere. I don't think you can rent it anywhere. It's just one of those. It's because films. of the. the it's because rights. of the band. Yeah. The band. Yeah. The rights and everything is it's messy. So I, I think of that the same as this one because it's like three different cuts of it. Um, yeah. But definitely go check out Nightbreed for sure. Um, I don't really have anything else I want to add to it. Uh, so I figured we could go and give our final thoughts and ratings of this film. So Dustin, what do you what what do you want to say about this film and what would you rate it? Final thoughts for this movie, man, is I I can I will never stop recommending it because I've been doing it since I've you know since I've rediscovered it because I like I said I watched it when I was really really young yeah and then I rediscovered it and I'm like okay fuck yeah so I watched it again and then like. I love this, and it's it's one hundred percent because of all of the practical shit that's in it. Yeah, yeah, I love seeing how creative that is, and no computers being used. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I think that's so rad, especially uh, in the nineties too, when you know CGI was kind of coming a thing. Yeah, yeah, but uh, if I were to rate it, um, I would give it an eight out of ten. Okay, only because I don't think. It needs to be two hours long. <laughs> or three hours in some or cases. Or three hours. I mean, three hours would be cool to experience the one time. Yeah. Or it's going to be like, it's cool to have on your shelf and say, yeah, I got that cut. You know, yeah. like, um, it, could it be trimmed? Absolutely. Um, do I wish Dr. Decker's reveal was at the end? Yes. But those are my only complaints. Yeah. You know, and. Pretty solid, pretty solid. Yeah, if you, like I guess if you like you said, if you guys haven't seen this movie, go see this movie. Yeah, for sure. And um, I'm gonna have to piggyback on you with um, it's definitely a long film. It is. It's a little over two hours. Um, but you know, for when I saw it the first time, it didn't feel that long because obviously I was being introduced to it the first time. So I, I feel like if I was like you were saying, introduced to the Cabal Cut first and in kind of ingesting that that three hours the first time and then going down to the director's cut i'd probably be able to i don't know absorb it a little bit easier i'm afraid to go back to the theatrical cut because of how much stuff is missing and things can be kind of Mm -hmm. thrown out of context and you kind of get this whiplash effect um because i think that's only like an hour and a half long so like a lot a lot of stuff is cut from it Um, yeah but it's definitely a film that, you know, we keep saying you need, you need to go watch, especially if you're a fan of Clive Barker um, and practical effects. Like, I'm a horror nerd. Of course, I love practical effects. In CGI, when it's used, when it needs to be used properly. Sure, sure. Um, when you can't set somebody on fire all yeah, the way, you know, like, yeah, it's okay yeah, exactly. that you use CG. Exactly. Um, but if I were to rate this, I'd probably give it like a 7 7.5 out of 10. Um, it's a great film. But for some reason, I would always choose Hellraiser over this. And Hellraiser, I feel like, is a, har- a little hard to digest, too, sometimes. Because it can be slow, really gritty, and it's really bleak. When this one's more colorful, a little bit more upbeat, you have a lot of different um, characters that add to the flavor of the film and make it, I don't know, more bright. And it's, I think it's a little... It's more lighthearted, even though there's a lot of really bad things that happen in this film, but it's just how they are filmed that make it a little bit easier to digest. Yeah, and that's what I liked about it, dude, is it's it's sure it's vibrant, but it's just as violent. 
Yeah. You know, but it's like, it's like you can actually see what's happening, you know? Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, this is like um, Clive Barker's family film. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. Show the kids. I watched it as a kid. So, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? By accident, but that's okay. <laughs> By accident, yeah. No big, no big deal. Yeah, I mean, I, that's one thing I think kids would really grasp to is all the different characters. Like, oh, this guy looks really cool. This looks really cool. Oh, my God. Someone just blew up. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what exactly. Oh, look at that dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a must watch. It has to be on your list. You got to watch it at least once. Um, I don't know. There's really not much more to say about it. 7.5 7. out of 10. You got 8 out of 10. Solid ass film. Great writing. Great acting. Mm-hmm. Um, great special effects. Um, kind of lackluster reveal. That's okay. Because um, we have a lot of more films like that it's like who who's doing it i mean look at all the scream films come on um, yeah it almost feels like whenever like we got the reveal early enough because they wanted us to they wanted to make him establish him as a character instead yeah. of just the therapist that's what he is you know yeah or they wanted you to like him for some reason yeah which even from the get-go with i would even like hearing him talk to boone just boone mm. saying his name decker just for some reason that that mm. name alone just makes me hate him just, mm. the name decker yeah. is like what <laughs> yeah yeah there Chitching was a kid him. at a, a restaurant i worked at his his name was decker it was, was he that's what i always thought of no he was actually super oh, rad okay, okay. <laughs> he was actually super rad but um <laughs> but yeah that but whenever i would say his name though I'd, I'd instantly think of the fucking mask with the button eyes yeah, that's like the only thing he's really got going for him is how cool his mask looks and his knife yeah. collection. That's it. Yeah. His personality yeah. is shit. He should not be a psychiatrist well, or a therapist. Like awful. I don't know. He he uh he he lays pipes, so I mean he's gotta be he's gotta be smooth, you yeah. know, at at some point. You know? Yeah, exactly. Or did that drink have something in it? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> You never know, man. I mean, he was Shitty. giving away pills for free, you know? That's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Let's just do it, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is great, Dustin. Thank you so much for being on. And once again, it's always weird saying my own name. <laughs> it's it's odd hearing my name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. we got to do this again. Um, everybody, let us know down below, wherever you're listening to this, what do you think of Nightbreed? Uh, do you like it? Do you think it's too long? Is it awful? Do you prefer... Hellraiser over this to be for this over Hellraiser. Um, let let me let us know and go check out Dustin's podcast. It'll be down below. I'll put the, their Patreon down below as well. I'm gonna also link to Cabal Cut down there. So if you guys wanna check it out, there. Um, the Blast. Thank you so much for being here, man. If you wanna let everybody know one more time where they can find you and what you're up to. Absolutely. So again, I'm the I'm other Dustin. Yes, uh, I'm one third of the Flicks and Friends podcast. Uh, we are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, all under Flicks and Friends podcast. And we are also on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Flicks and Friends. We just celebrated our one year, and we have a ton of shit cooking and a little sneaky peeky. Uh, Dustin's going to be on one of our episodes in October. Who me? Not me, Dustin. You, Dustin. Wait, no, I'm you. You, Dustin. Me, Dustin. <laughs> and we will be covering uh, one of the greatest black comedies of all time, and that is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. 
Yeah, lick my plate, you dog dick. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah, I am ready. I am so shit. excited, dude. I'm so excited. There's a lot of really cool things happening on, on so many podcasts. I feel like even with this show, things have been a little slow, but the things I have going on in the background and kind of revamping things and whatnot, and also, you know, checking out everybody else's shows, and they're saying, yeah, we got some really cool shit happening in the works, and like kind of like knowing what's going on. I'm excited for this this year, for the rest of the year of everybody's show. I mean, everybody knows I started doing you know, live uh, movie hosting events locally. I have um, one that's next month. It's coming up very soon. August 16th, we're showing Death Drop Gorgeous at Cinema Salem in Salem, Massachusetts. Very, very excited for that. And as I announced, um, I think it was earlier this month, which I'll be you know, announcing more and posting the page up soon is I'm going to be having Drew Marvick, the writer, director, and producer of Pool Party Massacre coming out as well in September. So there's a lot of really cool things happening everywhere. So just keep your eye out. I'm excited for everybody. So Dustin, thank you so much for being here, man. And um, Yeah, man, ton of fun. I'll always talk about this movie. Hell yeah, hell yeah. We'll, we'll uh, reconvene next year and do another review of it. We'll make, make pretend we never did it. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll, I'll delete this episode. No, I'm just kidding. We'll, we'll do the cabal cut next time. Yes, yes. <laughs> we'll do a live stream of us watching and commentating the cabal cut and stopping every five minutes and make it a ten hour long film. That's it. It's a twenty four hour stream. You guys better be there. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually probably do that. <laughs> I would kill nice. myself, but I would do it. Uh, all right. Thank you guys so much for being here and listening, and um, we'll see everybody on the next one.